Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about armor perks, uh, how I like where they've brought them, but they need to go further. Uh, maybe just let us know if they're working or how they're working with more information and more data. And then, you know, armor perks that do the ammo drop could potentially need patch, but we did ultimately talk about ways they could make it better. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, watch it on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash Rage. I'm probably live right now doing Q&A. Come in, join in, add some questions to the conversation. A lot of people have been doing that, and I appreciate those that have been coming in and following the channel. Stop by and click the heart button on my Twitch channel if I'm not live. That way you won't miss out on the content. So we're going to jump right into the questions because we're only going to be able to do this session for an hour and a half because we are going to end this as soon as Reset happens for Niobe Labs. Uh, Captain Pickles, I listened to the Milestones talk this morning, and first off, thank you. Everything you said about investment and intentionality is the way I feel and a reason I stepped away to play other games. Do you think it would be beneficial for Destiny to do something like AC Odyssey where there were bounties from the mercenaries where certain ones had weapons and armor you could level and get new and unique weapons and feel powerful right i mean this goes hand in hand with pretty much everything i said in the milestones talk i mean i i basically said this again i feel like sometimes you guys are just regurgitating my ideas back to me like you pulled this right out of my talk in the milestones talk i talk about how milestones should be more rhythmic and just help you level up and then they could focus more on giving you bounties through the npcs like that's going into different pockets of the game because of milestones, people were doing that out of need. If you were doing it out of want because Drifter had a bounty for the trust that week, or Zavala had a bounty for a really cool auto rifle like a year two origin story, then you're going into the different pockets of, ga- of the game out of choice and not out of need. So I mean, this is just this, this is basically just another question that is one of my ideas. Like I don't know if maybe you're trying to iterate on my idea and add to it, but this just kind of sounds like what I outlined they could do because I'm just going to continue to bang away on the drum of they really need to take Ada's bounties and make them standardized in all of the all of the weapon pools, all of the NPC pools that you interact with each week uh, would be a good, good change. So next question from Invisible Fish says, what do you think the base radiance will do to Black Armory guns? I'm assuming it's going to do some type of appearance change Probably, you know, similar to, if you remember the SIVA guns in Wrath of the Machine, that was something really cool where once you leveled the gun up, it, it enabled you, um, it enabled you to make the guns look different. He asked this before your talk. I understand Molly Wap. He referenced the milestone video, but that, that inspired his question. The milestone video literally has that idea in it that he outlined. He literally pulled an idea from the milestone video and submitted a question asking if it was a good idea. Like, it's in the Milestone video that he said he had just watched that morning. So, um... So, I think it's just an ornament, right? There's no way that's not just an ornament, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's just going to be basically an ornament. It's, it's, it's essentially you changing the appearance of the gun. Like, that's what I think it is. The the SIVA the SIVA changes to the Wrath of the Machine weapons were really, really cool. Like once you leveled the gun up all the way, it took on a different appearance. I love that. Like, and if you look at the way that it's phrased too, right? It says restore your weapon to its default appearance. So like base radiance, right? And then so down here, there's this. Currently applied, restore your weapon to its base radiance. So there'll be something down here that changes the way the weapon looks. Um it could be an ornament that gives a buff while in forge activities. That's true too, 
but then I don't know why anybody would ever want to rest- re- restore it to its base radiance. It sounds like something, if it gave a buff, that seems like something that you would just apply and leave alone. I don't know. I would love it if they did that. That's called contextual power, right? That means you grind for the gear and care about the gear because it gives you benefits within that within that realm that it drops. So I would be totally okay with that. I don't think it's likely, so... Haunted Blue Fox, do you have knowledge of how many times armor perks stack? Example, I have four LMG reserves. Does it max before that? I'm fairly certain they have tested this on Reddit, and you can keep stacking machine gun reserves. Now, I don't know how much you can stack it, but they have tested that. I cannot give you a concrete answer to this question, but I do know that it stacks. I also don't know how many times you can even get reserves or scavenger. I mean, machine gun scavenger says... You get bonus reserves when you pick up ammo, so that's not increasing how much I can carry. So scavenger drops on boots and arms, and then I can you get chess pieces that do? Uh, yeah, you can get chess pieces that do reserves, but I don't know if you can get reserves for non-primary weapons. I feel like chess pieces are always reserves for primary weapons. I could be wrong. So you can only have two. Yeah, two scavenger, two reserves. Right, yeah, it's just the two. So, they, they do stack, as far as I know. Um, whenever you do two reserves, it does stack. So Now, obviously, we could go hit two flags, and I could show you in this video, right? I could go in here, we can turn off reserves on the mark, and we could grab a flag and see how much ammo we get. And then after that, we can turn it on and go grab another flag. We could do that for science uh, to see how much ammo... The ammo it gives is dependent on the machine gun. Right, I feel like the avalanche has more more on reserve because the mag is bigger, maybe? I don't know if that's how it works. Venom Decay with nine months of subs. Welcome back. Brother Fab did a 34-month sub a little bit ago. Not very many people can do 34 months. That's a first-month sub. Thank you, Brother Fab, and for doing a tier two. And a brand-new Prime sub from Drift, Drift Juice. Thank you for doing that. Um, what did I just get? Oh, a helmet. Um, ooh, machine gun reserves with heavy lifting that is a really nice roll that might be better than ashes to assets because that super energy on grenade kills super energy on melee kills I do feel like I get a lot of grenade kills with this build but we could consider doing that because heavy lifting is a good pairing with machine gun like you're using the machine gun for adds more often than any other heavy so that definitely could be a good pairing we're going to keep that for now that's not a bad roll so um Hammerhead, I think, has the most with two reserves. It's 332. All right, let's go hit a flag, and then we'll put the perk on. Right now, we only have one reserves perk on. We have machine gun reserves on our helmet, okay? And we have turned it off on our mark. We'll grab a flag, see how much we get, and then we'll 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 put it on and grab another flag. While we're doing that, though, I am going to go to the next question. Jchrist66, why don't they give us static rolls to pull out of collections? They said they're working on a solution so that you can pull randomly rolled items out of your collection. The idea that I had would be you would go to the collections and like let's say you got a piece of endgame armor to drop with a roll that you kind of like. You know how when you go to a piece of armor and you go to its or a gun and you go to its menu, see how when I highlight infuse, there's all these options to infuse? I feel like you could go into collections, highlight a lock-in thing, and it would highlight and show you all of that weapon that you presently have in your inventory, right? And then 
you would let it, it would let you lock in that role. So that's the role you could pull out of your inventory if you wanted at a later time. So like right now, when you go into collections, the menu system's kind of already there for right. I can go to this raid helmet, and it I, I can't I can't pull this out. But like right right here, like I, I can picture what shaders looking on it. If you add another box right here, and when I highlight, just imagine the shader box is the box I'm talking about. You highlight this, and it shows me, hey, you have two or three of the raid helmets in your inventory right now. Here's the rolls you want. I go to the one that has the roll that I like, and I lock it in. They could do something like that, where you lock it into the collections, and it basically saves it, right? So 285 is what I have for my machine gun. 285 is what I have for my machine gun with only one reserve perk on. I'm fairly certain it was 303 when I had the second perk on. So let's go hit another flag. So 285 with one. Cool Vin, which armor perk is the best to have? Mobility, regeneration, or resilience? I think mobility is a waste, personally. I don't think it changes um, enough. Um, And I think that resilience and recovery are extremely helpful recovery is especially you know helpful and it took it all the way up to 330 so the second perk added almost 50 so what 45 it added almost 50 extra bullets and the mag size is 59 so it's just shy of another mag it's close to another mag you know 45 more bullets having two of the of the of the reserves on jumped it to 330. That's a pretty nice jump from 285. So, that's a lot of bullets. That's a lot of bulletes. <laughs> so, yeah, re- regeneration is really, really nice for Crucible because it lets you reassert lanes faster, and they've done tests. Recovery is very influential. I have my recovery maxed. Resilience is definitely influential, too. If you have your resilience really low, you will feel it. You'll feel it. You'll feel squishy. Um, so having your resilience high is nice. Uh, Myers Alpha, do you think we should be worried about Bungie being so hush-hush about Niobe? Feels Black Armory-esque. I mean, I feel like Black Armory has been fine. Now, obviously, it had a rough launch because nobody could do the stuff day one. And that was a bit of a mismanaged expectation. They should have really put the word out that, hey, day one of the Black Armory, you're probably not going to be able to really do the forges. It's meant to be something that you grind up for with the new power level bump. They could potentially keep streamlining leveling so that every time the level boost happens leveling's not this big huge pain point it's just something that kind of naturally happens and then you can do the new uh the new the new activities right so what about with backup mod backup mag mod i'm not going to put the backup mag mod on here i don't know how much it adds um i have 5 but i only have one more surrounded spec i kind of want to leave surrounded on here um, cause it, it would, it's, it's, uh, it's potentially a nice roll. Backup is only plus two. That's stupid. Um, so I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Obviously they're not going to be going marketing heavy. Number one over Christmas break. Number two, they're not going to go marketing heavy over another piece of drip feed content. They need to be careful. They don't over hype and under deliver right if 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 people could settle into a rhythm with the annual pass and know that every week every week or two weeks something new happens something new to do something new to chase then that's all they really need to do is deliver those things 
for us to do whether it's a new forge whether it's a new gun whether it's an exotic you know quest that we need to do though as long as we get as long as they put those things in the game i mean that's that's generally all that matters we don't need them to be like here's a stream about niobe labs here's a blog post here's a trailer like here's this here's that like we don't necessarily need that it's for Niobe Labs, for me to have confidence that Niobe Labs is going to be good. Like, I've enjoyed all the forges. I've enjoyed the weapon grind in the forges. I, like, I don't know. I'm back in that mode in Destiny where I'm chasing god rolls, and that's enjoyable for me. That might not be enjoyable for you, but, like, to me, that's what this is supposed to be delivering on. Endgame is loot pursuit. Endgame is weapon, and, and, and I think armor grind needs to come, too. I think, if anything, Ada's Bounties has unearthed more potential for the game for more loot pursuits which is why i said every npc in the game from devrim k to failsafe to shax and zavala to drifter should all have bounties every week just like ada one bounty for a weapon and one bounty for armor piece and then you could just keep grinding for that that week giving you just more in- intentionality over what you're what you're carrying as well as just more stuff to chase right so I'm not worried at all. I think we're in a good drip feed right now. People just need to engage with the content as it is and not as they hoped it could be. Leviathan. The Triumphs and Seals is what I've always wanted in Destiny since D1. What are your thoughts on why there's so much RNG? We've had this question a lot, and I've consistently said that RNG is okay to a point. So if while you're working on a certain Triumph, if there are chances for things to drop along the way that get you steps ahead in the triumph, that's totally fine. But let's say there's 10 out of 12 steps, and the remaining two steps are RNG-based, people that are trying to get the sparrow and stuff. Well, if, if that's how they want to do it, my thought process is, once you're that close to the triumph being done, those items should just be guaranteed drops. It'd be pretty exciting if you got them early, if you got them along the way, you know, you'd be like, well, got that taken care of, got that thing to drop. But once you get so far in the Triumph, it should just be guaranteed. This should just be like, yep, here's a Sparrow, man. You made it far enough to uh, to get this, right? Instead of people basically week to week being like, I really would like to get this Triumph and this title done, but I can't. Because whenever I try and do it, I can't, I can't get the item to drop. Like, I think that's a mistake, and I think it's frustrating people unnecessarily. What are we, what's the benefit? Is always the question I ask, right? What's the benefit in having enhancement cores and infusion? Nothing. You're just frustrating player decision making. You're not slowing anybody down, right? What's the benefit in having RNG and titles and triumphs? There's no benefit there. You're just ticking people off needlessly. They're trying to work on something, and you're basically like, nah, man, you can't get that done this week. Haha, <laughs> bad RNG, you know? Think about it like this. When you're chasing a god roll, RNG makes sense and it's it's a, it's an appropriate way to get people to keep coming back. When you're working on a triumph or you're trying to level and RNG keeps screwing you, that I think is when you start to lose people because that's need over want, right? I need to be leveled up and I can't cuz RNG is messing me up, right? Man, I really like to get this triumph and I need this sparrow to drop and I can't get it. It's, it's not like a roll on a gun where if you don't get the roll you want, that's not really a need, right? You don't need Feeding Frenzy and Rampage on a gun on the Blast Furnace Pulse Rifle. You don't need that, but you really want it. And I think when you're driven by want and those wants are frustrated, that's, that's less, that's like, 
I don't know, that's an appropriate frustration in a loot pursuit game. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna keep trying. I really, really want this role. It will be mine, like I did with the Imago loop, like people did with the Grasp of Malak, etc. And if you're if your needs get frustrated, that I think is when people are like, okay, this doesn't feel like a video game anymore. This feels like a freaking chore. Like, that's an expression that people have been using a lot, uh, both on my Twitter and my YouTube. And it's because their needs are getting frustrated. If, if, if you're not allowing someone just to do something as basic as get a title, level up, advance their character into the end game, that's like what's the benefit? Why is it good to keep them stuck in the low levels? Why is it good to keep somebody from getting a title? Oh, well, they'll keep coming back and playing. I think there's a limit on how much you can claim that, and I think people are proving it. I think the people that are walking away and saying, I hate the leveling, I hate the way it's set up, I think those people are proving that you can only do that so much before people hit that breaking point, and they're like, alright, okay, I, this, is, this, is, this is enough, enough is enough. You know, I'm taking a break from the game. Rainstrife1 says, Forgot this was an armor perk talk. What do you think about putting specific perks like your hand cannons will always have Firefly after hitting X amount of headshots? Um, the only reason that I would worry about this is that that seems like you're, you're crossing streams, right? When I grind for a gun, I like the idea of the gun's perks being you know what I'm searching for now I did say making reload a little bit stronger might alleviate people feeling like they always need to grind for outlaw they always need to grind for feeding frenzy right that just that really narrows the scope of what people search for and you could limit that by saying these are stronger now I don't want to go too far and be like well you get firefly after so many headshots because you're wearing these gauntlets right that that sounds like an exotic to me that sounds like chromatic fire right as somebody in chat is saying just right now that sounds like an exotic perk idea right and i'm not against that being an exotic perk idea maybe pinnacle armor pieces right we've all we've we've been saying like what if they did pinnacle armor pieces they could do pinnacle armor pieces that could roll with perks like that like it's not an enhanced perk it's not a uh it's not a it's not just a perk that like oh you reload a little bit faster yay it's a perk that changes the nature of your combat i would just worry about muddying the waters a little bit too much i would rather than focus on making really really cool perks on guns for me to chase like they did with onslaught on the breakneck then start putting quasi exotic perks on armor and then kind of here's the thing we can only get so strong before it becomes ludicrous and right now we're kind of at the ceiling of efficiency so if you keep giving me weapons that are at that ceiling of efficiency but are unique look cool and feel cool like onslaught on the on on the on the breakneck right the breakneck functions at the ceiling of efficiency of a primary weapon but it feels cool to use it I, I feel like I'm using something that is that is fun and different, looks cool, sounds cool, right? Everybody, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I really, I really enjoy once that thing is fully spun up. I think it's really fun. But you don't need to be like, oh, well, here's a bunch of perks on armor that make us stronger. Well, what pain point are you meeting? Do I really need Firefly randomly procking on headshots? Like, I mean, I guess that would be cool, and it really wouldn't change efficiency, so you're kind of creating something in the vein of what I'm saying, you know? So, I kind of wish Redrix had Firefly, too. Man, that'd be pretty cool. Instead of Desperado, you could call it Desperado Firefly or something like that, where 
after you get a kill, it makes the weapon get Firefly, like Desperado, and like as long as you keep getting kills, you keep getting Firefly, so it doesn't increase the fire rate of the gun, but you just randomly are like, oh, I have Firefly on my hand cannon right now. There's a great pinnacle hand cannon idea, or a pulse, right? You land your first kill, and then boom, Firefly, boom, Firefly, boom. You just keep you just keep chaining it, because as long as you're getting kills, you're getting Firefly. That could be really cool. That could be a great piece of pinnacle gear for us to chase. I would like that. That would be that would be good. All friended up. Lono, what do you think about an intrinsic perk on all exotic primaries that regenerates health after each kill? Maybe a way to make exotic primaries have more value. I mean, you're really undercutting crimson when you do that. Um, in my in my mind, exotic primaries don't necessarily need tons of help. Now, some of them are weak and maybe they need a buff, or some of them have been kind of undercut, like ride the bull. On, we've, we've said this before, like, ride the bull on the huckleberry ain't that exciting when you got the breakneck, right? Now, if they institute, if they take grenade launchers and make them way better, triple their ammo, increase their damage. Rocket launchers, double their ammo, give them two in the chamber, increase their damage. So then you could start using some legendary heavy weapons. And if they added pinnacle heavies, can you imagine a pinnacle legendary grenade launcher that had really, really strong perks on it so you felt like, yeah, I can put away my exotic, right? The hammerhead and the avalanche allow me to do that. I put away my exotic heavies, I run a machine gun, and then I'm able to run trace rifles. Similar things would happen if they kept leaning into really good legendary heavies. You might see people running the Huckleberry. You might see people running, you know, the Crimson or Ace of Spades, you know? Part of me kind of wants to run Ace of Spades now that I'm saying it. Like, I could throw on Chromatic Fire, throw on Ace of Spades, but then, you know, Geomags is really fun, so that's that's kind of not going to happen. But Ace of Spades feels good. Ace of Spades is fun. I don't need to run the Trace Rifles. I could go back to barrel stuffing with a shotgun again. Or, Fusion Rifles didn't suck. I could throw on a Fusion Rifle, you know, and have that diversity in my loadout and that, that change of experience. It's like when you replay Diablo or Borderlands and you pick a different character, you know, changing up your loadout adds that adds that variety and that spice of life you know it's not always the same so I think that exotics don't necessarily need like an intrinsic you always get health back or whatever I think they just need some of them need to be better some of them maybe just need to be left in the dustbin and and perks could be pulled from them like cosmology ride the bull certain perks like that maybe could be pulled off and put on the pinnacle gear in the future you know, cosmology uh, could be a really nice perk to put on, uh, you know, a pulse rifle or just the way that the that that gun shoots. Cosmology is on the Graviton Lance. Um, for those of you that are like, what the heck is he talking about? They, there's a lot of things they could do to, to, to help in that in that regard. Chicken Wi-Fi, what is Niobe Labs? Niobe Labs, according to Bungie, is not a forge. It's not a forge. It is an event that unlocks the final forge. It's also not a dungeon. So in about one hour, we will end the Q&A session and it will begin. Something will be happening. We don't know what. And that will be happening at reset, which is 12 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we will check it out and you can watch it right here in the stream. No one knows Bird says, do you think bringing glass needles back for exotics would be worthwhile since they drop so infrequently? Yes. And they're looking into bringing back glass needles. That's a thing that's on their radar. Myers Alpha, can the term melted be used when killing tough ads with the cold heart? Well, (laughs) yeah. I think you're being cheeky, but I found the cold heart to be very, very strong in 
the forges because of the individual target damage it can do to the majors. I'm rather enjoying the trace rifle builds that I've been running. I think a really, really fun build is breakneck trace rifle machine gun. I think that is such a fun build. So much spraying, just holding the button down, right? Really, really fun build. Um, I enjoy that. Uh, Jcris66, have you ever thought about doing a question and answer with a Destiny lore master like Bife? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't mind working with other streamers. That's not really in on my radar right now. Like, I don't, I don't do a lot of coordinating that type of content with other streamers. Now that's changing, right? Doing regular duos with Lep. I'm talking to, um, you know, Typhoon Trav and Libra LeBron about doing some regular things and segments. Um, so I'm always open to doing stuff like that. But the Destiny community, uh, doesn't do a lot of a lot of stuff like that. We did the Guardian Gathering where myself, Lumi, and Triple all got together and talked about the state of the game, had a really great conversation, and that was a really, really fun Friday. We really enjoyed that. We could always do another one. We could do a we could do a part two. Uh, we could call it the Guardian Gathering and we could call it the State of the Game. You know, state of the game. What's going on with Crucible Triple? Why you know, why does it feel like everybody's getting burned out on Crucible, what's the matter with the sandbox, what's the matter with the, you know, the way everything is going, uh, I can talk about the PvE, the grind, we can talk about the weapon grind, we can talk about the forges, we can talk about the annual pass, um, so I have no problem doing something like that with Bife, Bife and I's time zone struggle, uh, to get together and do stuff, I'm also gonna be doing, I, we need to schedule it, but, um, Paul Tassie from Forbes agreed to do a podcast with me. Once kind of things settle down, we can talk about like the state of the game. And I think once we get on the other side of Niobe Labs, it'll be a perfect time to do that. Uh, we don't really need to wait for the last word quest because that's that's pretty far out and that's not really part of the drip feed. The new forge will obviously be, I would think, part of the drip feed and the rhythm. So that's on the horizon uh, as well. Haunted Blue Fox, what do you think about armor master working? Uh, and do you think we should be able to masterwork exotic armor? Masterworking armor doesn't... I, I just don't know if anybody really focuses on it right now. And I think some of that's because they end up using a lot of their enhancement cores just to get leveled up, right? It's an infusion. Another reason why having that economy be shared was a stupid decision. So then you're not even having people do the thing that's meant to be done, right? Masterworking with masterwork cores was meant to be the capstone of an item. It was meant to be the... It was meant to be like a, hey, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, this is the gear I like, and we're gonna capstone it, and I'm done, you know. But by the time you get to where I'm, like, I'm basically using enhancement cores to infuse stuff just so I have, I want a full Reverie Dawn, a full Gambit, full Robes of the Great Hunt, a full Vigil of Heroes, and a full Wing Theorem set. So basically, I'm just infusing all those pieces. Even if they don't have good rolls, I just infuse them just so I have the full set. You never know what they might introduce where you'd need that full set, and so that's why I do that. Um, but that's basically what I use my enhancement cores for now. Um... So, I feel like I feel like that is a huge misstep, and that's sort of a testimony to the fact that enhancement cores never belonged in they never belonged in infusion, and that's just proof of that. Like, who's masterworking their armor? You know, who's taking the time to do that? I, I don't. I honestly don't feel like that many people are doing it, and that's part of the reason why. And they're like, oh, that's more endgame grind. No, it's not, because you know what's going to happen? If Enhancement Core stays in Infusion, do you know what people are going to do? They're going to save them for the next time. 
well, they're going to make us level up again next season. I might as well start saving now so that I don't end up with no enhancement cores whenever there's a new power level increase. So, uh, how do you think Niobe Labs will be? No idea. Aaron says, um, what would, what would you say to having subclass specific armor perks? Um, I, I'm not really big on subclass specific armor perks because I'm also not really big on exotics that are for specific subclasses either. I've just never really liked that, you know, the Tlaylock and some of the other things that they've done. Um, and obviously that's on gear. And obviously you've got you've got things like Ophidius Faith gives you the you know the two the two you know knives or whatever. But doing that on armor like for just legendary armor, I think is overstepping. When you put on an exotic like Ophidius Faith, it does affect your perks, but that's basically intending to make you play in a certain way. Orpheus Rig, Ophidius Faith, uh, Shards of Galanor, these are all things that interact with your subclass, but they don't always necessarily give you a new perk. And they tried to do that with the Kepri's Horn, with like the blast that comes off of the front of the, you know, the barricade. I, you know, I that that... I love the way the Kepri's horn looks, and I got a stupid roll on one. I got one with enhanced hand cannon targeting, enhanced bow targeting, and like heavy ammo finder. Like a great, great roll on the Kepri's, but like, who's gonna freaking wear the Kepri's? You know, it. But I don't know if that's the right move with armor. Is to start putting like subclass perks on them. I think a lot of the times, what ends up happening is you end up with the Kepri's horn or the. What are the raiments that you can wear as the... You can do the thing as the warlock where, like, the rift has, like, a little blast that goes out. Like, are you really going to put that on instead of chromatic fire geomags or or lunafaction boots? Like, come on. Like, those those armor pieces are so much better. You're not going to put on some chintzy, like, my rift does a little blast. Like, you're not going to do that. So maybe they could. I mean, maybe you could do... You know, maybe those are perk ideas that are better suited for like a legendary piece of armor because it would be kind of neat, but it's not game changing, right? It would it would definitely be a motivation to wear that armor piece or go for that set bonus. Um, maybe you could do things like the the Kepri's horn perk if you're wearing a full set, right? That could be a that could be a set bonus instead. Um, so I'm not defeating the powerful enemies with my heavy. I'm, I've totally forgot to do that. Um, so I'm not big on this idea unless it's something like with, with the Kepri's horn, like maybe with a sub, with a whole set or something. Caveman, how would you feel about a system where you would randomly reroll armor perks for glimmer and planetary mats, or maybe pick perks for higher cost of enhancement cores? I would prefer to only reroll if it's something like it's contained in the raid you get a raid currency the raid currency continues to drop if you're running raids beyond your first three um and then you can reroll raid armor i like that in wrath i don't just want a blanketed re-rolling ability oh you don't like your armor that's fine just re-roll it oh you don't like this you don't like that that's fine just re-roll it just use some glimmer i don't like that 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 doesn't feel like a loot pursuit game to me and i don't know if they're ever going to bring re-rolling back now, right? If if you're like, hey, I've got this pair of gloves and I really, really like it. I, I like these gloves. They have the perks that I like. I'm going to give an example. Let's say Heavy Ammo Finder wasn't terrible and it actually did what it was supposed to do. And I could spend enhancement cores to turn that into enhanced hand cannon loader. 
I think that is appropriate. You already got the role, you grinded for that role, you like it, and you're investing in the existing role. That, to me, makes tons of sense. Number one, they're called enhancement cores, so they may already have this idea tucked away, and maybe we've just sort of deduced it from their naming, right? Enhancement cores, as a name, doesn't make sense for infusion. It just doesn't. So maybe they had this plan all along. Make them, make them a part of infusion, pivot them to enhancement, and then slowly take them out of infusion, and then in the process, they bled the stores dry of all the hardcore players that had them, so then when they do make an enhancement core thing, you're not sitting on a bundle, right? Most of us are still sitting on a bundle anyway, so they, they may not even achieve that aim if that is their aim. To me, enhancement cores as a name doesn't make sense unless we're actually enhancing something. So that's how I would do it. I don't want re-rolling. I think enhancing an existing perk is nice because that keeps something intact that I think is important to Destiny. I think it's very important for Destiny to have loot pursuit. You're chasing armor, you're chasing guns, and you're chasing a specific role. And the reason I think that's important, the reason I think that's important is because, again, that stems from want, not need, right? I want this gun roll. I want this particular role on these gauntlets. I want this armor set from IO, and these are the perks that I would like to have. That, I think, is a healthy way of keeping people in the player pool or making me go play Gambit because this week I can get a god roll on the trust because I can keep getting the bounty for the trust from Drifter. That, to me, is a far better way of diversifying where people spend their time each week instead of shoehorning people into content because of the milestone system or not really letting people have any any influence or decision-making over the, over the armor they're wearing. They just kind of wear what has the right roles. So they're just sort of, again, their want isn't the driver. So I would never want re-rolling because that's not driving, that's not driving activity in the game. That's you just spending a currency until you get the roll that you want. When I re-rolled a dry rod in D1 until I got the roll that I want, I don't know, like it just didn't it didn't feel like a loot pursuit. It just felt like I was just dumping coins into a slot machine instead of going out and, and pursuing a piece of gear to drop. Uh, Suros, Suros says, what do you think we are going to do with the Malfeasance Drifter story? Uh, you asked this question yesterday. Uh, who rocked your body? There was a good article in Forbes yesterday about Niobe Labs and how lore books are RNG based. Do you believe lore should be RNG based and the lack of story uh, context is a complaint by some gamers? I'm not worried about the lack of story because they told us we weren't getting any. So if anybody's approaching the annual pass with like a furled brow about the lack of story, they made that clear a long, long, long time ago. This isn't like brand news like, oh, hey, by the way, the annual pass is out. Sorry, guys, you're not going to get a lot of story. They made that clear ages ago when they first announced the annual pass and like everybody gave them grief about it, right? And the annual pass, what are you trying to make more money? They didn't understand that it was replacing the season pass and the, and the, and the more traditional DLC delivery system that they did before that in many respects I think was inferior uh, to the annual pass. So it should come as no shock to anybody that there's a lack of story, right? So I don't think it's a valid criticism. No. If... if if Tomb Raider announces their game and they're like, yeah, dude, it's going to be a great single player game, you know, about 15 to 20 hours, depending on how completionist you get. Uh, there's no co-op and there's no multiplayer, right? And you're like, okay, cool. You can't buy that game like, well, there's no co-op and there's no multiplayer. 
yeah, they said that before you bought it, you moron. Like, of course, like, what do you mean? So you can't buy a product that says there's not really going to be any story. That's not the focus of the annual pass. You're like, okay, cool. You buy the annual pass. Where's the story? Like, they told us they told us there was not going to be a story, right? So the lack of story context being complained about, like, I, I didn't anticipate there to be any really development of lore or story in this. It was It was very, very announced numerous times to be light on those fronts so right I know there's story but it's very very light I'm not saying there's literally none it's it's not like they literally were just like here's the forges we don't we're not going to tell you what's going on there's not going to be any dialogue any 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 anything right there wasn't zero story there was just almost none so I just I, if people buy the annual pass and complain about things that were to, you were told were going to be very very thin and underrepresented and then you're like you're mad that those things aren't in the game just I guess you're a bad consumer you know what I mean like why are you buying a product if you're that ill informed about it you know like I don't I, I don't think I've ever bought a product and I'd be that ignorant about what the product contains you're just setting your you know, didn't even read the question right. Do you believe lore should be RNG based? Being that the lack of story context is a complaint by some gamers. Right. I'm saying that complaint's not legitimate. So there's no reason to that that, that doesn't land on the RNG of the of the of the titles. You're like, oh well, lack of story is a complaint by some gamers. Okay, but that has nothing to do with the RNG of the lore books and the triumphs. They're not even related. I'm saying that complaining about story is not a valid complaint, therefore it's not related to this, it's not even related to lore and the triumphs being RNG based, right? I, I've, I've actually in another question previous to this said you not being able to get certain triumphs and certain things without RNG like, that is a problem, yes there should be more intentionality about the triumphs, there should be more intentionality about seeking out the lore right? That isn't related to or connected to a complaint about a lack of story. Does that make sense? He's talking about the lore tab and the collections. Unlocking those is tied to RNG. Right. Yeah. There, There's two different ways to complain about it. This isn't the right way to complain about it. Well, there's a lack of story. People are complaining about a lack of story. Okay. That doesn't have anything to do with RNG and triumphs and lore. I think there are better complaints to be made. Right? Listen. If I'm going to agree with you about RNG and titles and lore being a problem, we need to make a good argument. And a good argument is not, well, there's no real story. But that's not a good argument. They told us they weren't going to, well, there wasn't going to be story, right? There's better arguments to be made about why RNG shouldn't be tied to triumphs, why RNG shouldn't be tied to lore. Like, if you're really interested in the lore, it should be dropping if you're pursuing it. Does that make sense? So I would rather make a good criticism than a bad criticism in this vein. And that's why I was really taking aim at saying, oh, well, there's no story. That I just I don't think that's a complaint that, that leads into anything related to triumphs and lore being RNG-based. It's a non sequitur. It does not follow. That's what non sequitur means. Like, it does not follow. It's almost a, fa- a logical fallacy. It's like, well, there's no story, therefore there should be no RNG for lore and, R- and, and titles. It's like, the, t- the two aren't related. So, um... Even if the lore was not RNG-based, complaint by some gamer uh, gamers, uh, it would still be 100% happening. RNG has nothing to do with the complaint, nor will resolve the complaint. Precisely, like, the lack of story is just people complaining because they wanted more story, and they were clear we weren't getting that. So, Jay Christ, uh, should you be allowed to pick an individual perk from an armor set or infuse all the perks? 
I it per confusion is something that I'm open to because if like if you really really like the, the raid gauntlets and you got them and the and the roll is terrible and you got a pair of gauntlets that you don't like you think they're ugly right well being able to say I'm gonna infuse the raid gauntlets with the right reload that I want I just don't have a problem with that I I don't think there's anything wrong with saying. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna infuse this perk into these gauntlets. I think they look better. Now, that's basically transmog. And I know people are like, Lono, you don't want transmog. I think there's a big difference between changing the appearance of a piece of gu- a piece of a piece of loot in a game where I think appearance matters. I think the appearance of the items matters because that's where it comes from. I think working within the systems that are already in place and doing like perk infusion is better because the identity of a, of, a, of a piece of gear and where it comes from I think is important I wouldn't want you to be like yeah I got these god roll scatterhorn greaves uh, and they're, they're great I'm going to infuse them to make them look like raid gauntlets well how do you handle that when I look at your gear and I inspect you does it say it's ra- are they raid gauntlets or are they or are they are they raid gauntlets or are they scatterhorn gauntlets which are they well you transmogged them so I don't know. Oh, where'd you get those gauntlets? Well, they were scatterhorn gauntlets with the god roll. I infused them with the raid gauntlets, so now they look like now they look like raid gauntlets. What? So the name would change? No, the name wouldn't change. Oh, so they'd be scatterhorn gauntlets, but they would look like raid gauntlets. Like that's just transmog doesn't fit. It doesn't fit, right? Now, if you look at somebody's raid gauntlets and you're like, those are dope. Oh, nice roll. Yeah, man, it took me a while to get this roll. I had to infuse this perk, that perk, and the next perk. That's investment. That's you investing in the gear. That's like saying, that's a great roll on that hand cannon. Oh, you even got it 10 levels of masterwork. There's no question like, oh, what you did. They could even put, they could even put like a little yellow outline so people would know, oh, you infused that perk. Neat. You didn't get that as a random roll, right? I, that's that's my problem with, inf- with transmog. I feel like transmog would just make, as a loot pursuit game, it would just, I think it would dilute some of the loot pursuit. That's why I think bounties for armor is necessary because if you really like a certain armor set, it'd be great to go into the raid with a bounty for raid gauntlets and keep running the raid until I get the roll that I want or run the bounty, get the gauntlets, and then and then over time, it's very costly, but I can infuse the raid gauntlets with the perk that I want. Then once I get the perks that I want in there, I can enhance those perks to make them stronger. Like I'm investing in the gear that I got. RNG is still affecting what I can infuse into it and, and then the enhancement cores are being used in a way that makes sense you know uh next question comes from hector did you think that the ability to level perks up with enhancement versions can be introduced in this game i think it can i think it can i I, to me and i know this there might be nothing in place right now there might be zero in place to allow this to happen but Enhanced perks are in the game. Enhancement cores are in the game. You know, I, I, I don't see why they couldn't do it. I know it's a brand new concept, but it, again, it works within the confines of how the game kind of works. Like you take a piece of gear and you dump another piece of gear into it, and it and it absorbs its power, right? It it you infuse the power into it. I, I think perks 
are in that are 100% in that vein and you could do it now internally the coding of it sure it might not be as simple as flipping a switch I'm not going to try and make it look like Bungie's sitting on a brilliant idea and they just refuse to go push the on button I don't think it's that simplistic but I do think it is something that that not only fits within the identity but it also works within the systems they've already kind of put in place the idea that you take one item and put it into another so Matrix, let me make sure I didn't skip uh, Matrix, what do you think about primary ammo finder? I feel like it's an uh, intentionally useless perk uh, to make good getting good perks harder um, especially since it's on a lot of exotics. Yeah, number one, I, I don't think exotic perks should, I don't think exotic guns should have potentially such horrendously bad rolls, right? You know how we said like raid weapons should have a high propensity of giving you uh, enhanced perks? Man, oh man, like, why are exotics getting trash rolls? That's stupid. Like, if you get a trash roll on a pair of gauntlets from Gambit, that makes sense. Just a random drop. But when you're like, yeah, man, I finally got this ga- these, these gauntlets. Dude, they're so awesome. Shards of Galenar. What the frick? What is this roll? Sidearm reloader? What? Like, y- you get perks on them that, like, don't even... Y- admittedly... Bungie could not look you with a straight face and be like, yeah, those are good perks. Like, they know that there are bad perks. Like, I think bad perks have a place in the game. I truly do. I think bad perks have a place in the game. Hip fire on hip fire grip on a scout, surrounded on a sniper rifle. Like, these are perks that you just know. You're like, man, contextually, that ain't ever gonna freaking land on the weapon. That's not a god roll. That's not a good roll. I think that's I think that's fine. I think it makes the god rolls and the good rolls better. If you get if you get rid of every single bad perk, what ends up happening is instead of having this spectrum of like here's a trash roll, here's a god roll, you shrink the spectrum. You take the bad rolls, you kind of eliminate them, and you move the goalposts to here. And then you've got this small window of like here's a bunch of good rolls and here's the god roll. There's marginal differences between the two. When you when you have the goalposts way down here, and you can get a trash roll, primary ammo finder, sidearm scavenger, like whatever the freak. Then when you get the really, really good roll, it it has that sense of celebration. And that's why I think per confusion would be okay because you're like, oh, I don't really like these gauntlets, but I got a a perk on there that I like. Um, Positron with five months says, did you know you can sub to the channel for free with Amazon Prime? Thank you, Positron. Uh, 25 months with Dark Knight. Keep up the awesome work as always. Uh, Great work and lurk have you in the background. And then a thousand bits from Evo. Thank you guys so much for the love, the subs, all the people using Prime today. Thank you for doing that. JD Gamer says, do you think this event will be like the way the spindle worked? Also, do you think the leaks will end up being true about the underbelly? I I mean, I don't know. There's no way to know. Repurposing old content for new content is something that they do. Going into the underbelly and killing watchers for lenses, that sounds believable to me. That sounds kind of sensible. Egotistical Sinister with the brand new Prime sub. Thank you so much. Another Prime sub today. You guys are the best, man. Supporting the channel lately has been great. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I don't think it's going to be like the spindle because I don't think it's going to be like Whisper of the Worm. I don't think it's going to be like you go to sit around and wait for a public event and it's only available on the weekends and blah, 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 blah. I think it's available all the time though, isn't it? I don't even know how the, the Whisper works anymore. But I think this is going to be an event that just unlocks the forge. You, the, the community is just going to do this and it might even be like when they did the thing in the raid and it like announced that the next forge was open, right? Like, Giggs and his team beat Scourge and then we got that announcement in-game that like, hey, the next forge is open and then people started getting the drops and whatnot. 
I think I think that's probably the way it's gonna happen. How did I get this forge ship? It's pretty sexy, isn't it? You gotta forge a hundred guns. It's in your triumphs. Um, Alex uh, Mick says. Do you think there needs to be exotic armor quests similar to Ace, Malfeasance, etc.? I would love more intentional ways to grind exotic armor, or maybe switch it up and have raid-specific exotic armor instead of weapons. Um, Dr. Witz, thank you so much for two months. Thanks for using your Prime sub to stick with me. I don't know how I feel about exotic quests being... Like, how are you going to do it? Like, is the role going to be random at the end of the exotic quest? Can you keep running the exotic quest? If it's like Malfeasance and Ace, then the exotic quest, what, there's there's a different exotic quest for each each class, right? And then what, you have three exotic pieces of armor? I don't know if exotic quests for armor make sense kind of for that reason. Like, the way they did Ace and Malfeasance, I mean, you basically can always go and do... You can always go and do that thing... You don't need, uh, you don't need to be on a particular class to get it. I, I don't know. Exotic quests have their place, but I, again, this is my bias, right? Lono loves to chase drops. Lono loves to chase god rolls. That's my bias. I, I try to own my bias in these discussions. So if I push back and I on an idea, it doesn't mean the idea is bad. It just means I kind of recoil. I'm like, eh, I don't really like that. I didn't like the quest for the breakneck. I would have rather the breakneck to be a randomly dropped gun, bounties from Drifter, it's basically the hazard of the cast, and then you can get a god roll that with onslaught that's static, and it's it's 10 level masterwork. So you're just grinding the bounties the same with Ada. I would have much rather had that been a loot pursuit than a stupid 40 game grind, right? I think that's better. I don't know. I, I There's something more winsome because whenever you look at a bounty like that Webski on the podcast is completely different than me by the way webs uh is like no give me give me quests like that i like that he liked the quest for the breakneck and the loaded question he just is gonna okay i gotta do how many cool and he just sinks his teeth into the quest does everything that needs to be done we're different players we have different sentimentalities i happen to think quests like that don't bring a lot of value because it's merely a transaction of time you do enough games, you do enough this, you get the weapon. I think loot chase is, there's something addicting about it, there's something exciting about it, there's something that it does to a player. I don't think quests do that. I don't think quests are winsome. I don't think you end a quest, you're like, man. But when you're grinding for a gun, you're like, I'm doing that again. I'm gonna get the good one, man. It keeps giving me bad ones. I'm gonna get the good one. You know, 53 skeleton keys over 450 strikes to get my Imago loop in D1. Like, you know, don't try and tell me how bad or hard a grind is. Like, come on. You know, how long did it take me to get my Imago? And I wasn't even going for a god roll. I got a god roll with explosive rounds, but it took me that long to get a perk. A perk. You know, 50 games later and no meatball, I'd rather have a quest. Well, see, but you're making you're making an unfair comparison. I'm not saying 50 games and no meatball or 38, you know, last wish completions and no 1K voices. That's not what I'm saying. I think Ada's bounty and and also the smart RNG and Nightfalls. I think both of those are two systems and cylinders that work very well for loot pursuit. You know that at a certain interval, you're getting the gear, you're getting a chance. I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of people what are we? we're January 8th how far are we from the last wish launch date and people never got 1k I mean that's kind of dumb that's kind of dumb I think every completion without a 1k should give you the nightfall treatment it should give you the nightfall treatment 
oh, this is your 15th last wish completion and no 1k, your drop rate's pretty high, bro. It's like a 50%. You know, you've put in the work. You have been in this raid. You've been in here long enough. I mean, for frick's sake, you can only run it three times a week anyway if you've got three characters. So 15? That's a month That's a month and a half almost. That's long enough to just be like almost guaranteed a 1k, right? So like, I, I'm with you. I don't want people playing 50 games and never getting a meatball. I don't want people running Scourge of the Past 29 times and never giving getting the Anarchy. I don't think that does what RNG is supposed to do. I think RNG is supposed to woo you and seduce you into chasing the, the chasing the loot. You're, it's a, it's almost like a it's okay. Let me let, let's let's make a parallel here, right? You you're 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 in a restaurant and people's foods going by and it's not your food. It's not necessarily the food that you want, but dad gum and it smells good and it makes you really want your food. You can't wait for your food to come out, right? That's kind of what random rolls does. You're like, oh, look, so close, so close to the roll that I wanted. Ugh. It's like a plate of really, really tasty pasta going by. You order a steak, that pasta's nice. It's not really what you're looking for. It's not really what you ordered, but you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my food to get here. That's kind of what random rolls, I feel like, does to people. You're like, duh, so close. I'll use this in the meantime. It's close enough, right? I got Feeding Frenzy and Rampage, but I, I didn't get the perks that I wanted in the other slots. I'll use this in the meantime. Man, this is a fun gun. And you kind of fall in love with the gun, and you're and you're continuing to chase it. But there's just something about that. A transaction of time, like, that's just not the same. I just don't think it's the same at all. People just end up finding cheesy ways to do it. People just end up, like, feeling almost exhausted when it's over and done with. You know, like the parcel of Stardust for me. Like, there was no intentional grind to get it. So, I didn't really want to hang out in Gambit on the hope that it might drop maybe someday. I was on my way to my third reset when my first parcel of Stardust dropped. That's dumb. That's not how it should be. That An intentional grind with Ada Bounties is such a such a cleaner way of doing it. Such a cleaner way of doing it. You subbed Alono for the analogies? <laughs> uh, it just does something to you, man. It seduces you. You're like, I will get this role. I, it will be mine. And because it's driven by desire and not need, not getting it isn't nearly as frustrating. When needs are frustrated, man, people get ticked off. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Those are needs, right? Your body needs water and food. When you're like, man, I... I'm, I'm not that hungry right now. I can really go for a cupcake, you know? That's a want. And if somebody's like, no, you can't have a cupcake right now. You gotta have a cupcake later. You're like, okay, I can wait. It'll be good. I don't need a cupcake right now. Now, people might start saying, now, Lono, you're talking about cupcakes, brother. I need a cupcake. Like, <laughs> you may, you know, to be cute. But you get the point. I just think there's a big, big difference between needs, needs and wants. In video games, especially. The one running Orochi says, what's your opinion on the new exotic quest having a step to complete Shattered Throne, which is only seven days out of the month? Yeah, we talked about it this morning. I don't like that. And especially considering from what we've heard, you need one of Ada's rare bounties before you can even do that. So if you go this full week and you don't get one of her rare bounties, you're completely SOL. You, like, you can't even do the Shattered Throne portion of it. Like, I think that's a mistake. And I think, again, Bungie's trying to throw everything they can at us, and they're making logistical mistakes. Oh, here's a bunch of Triumphs, right? Oh, neat. Triumphs are something people can chase hardcore in the endgame. Yeah, yeah, and here's all the things we have set for you to go chase. Cool. And then logistically, they, they drop the ball. 
Well, it's RNG based, man. I can't get this done. What the frick did you do, Bungie? Same thing with this exotic quest. Oh yeah, you need a rare bounty from Ada. Hopefully you have one saved in your inventory like I do, right? I have one saved that I wasn't saving for a particular reason. I could have done it by accident. It's running a raid. I could have done it by accident. We could have booted up raids yesterday or today and not been thinking and I would have completed it and turned it in for an item. So I think they're making logistical missteps because they're just, they're trying to give us everything that they possibly can for loot pursuits and in the process there's just some wires that are getting a little bit crossed with, is this really what you want us to do? You want us to not get an Ada rare bounty and then we can't run the Shattered Throne? So we have to wait almost an entire month before trying again? What if I try again in three weeks and can't get an Ada's rare bounty? Now, I speculated that they may put those bounties in her inventory or they may make the drop rate really, really high this week and say, well, I mean, you're basically going to be guaranteed uh, as long as you're doing her bounties. You know, they may They may make it more more guaranteed than it was in the past but i i don't like anything be like that being tied to rng which is why i took aim at the milestone system and the leveling system right you're frustrating need with rng you're not frustrating want with rng uh perfect wolf do you think for armor perks they should have a cooldown timer in the details showing how long you have before your next grenade or melee hit? Also for ammo finder, for example, they showed a plus or minus percentage. I mean, yeah, more information. As I said in my talk, like that we don't even know, we don't even know what percentage certain things affect the game. We have zero clue how much of a difference it actually makes. So for me, when I when I look at when I look at a perk. I like knowing what it does. I think this is why Rampage and Outlaw and Feeding Frenzy, people just naturally gravitate towards those. There's no denying when Feeding Frenzy or Outlaw is procced. You can see the Rampage thing on your screen. If you're really paying attention, you can look at how much of a damage increase you're getting because your yellow number is bigger than the yellow number without it, right? Like, you can just see it. Plain as day. No science needed, no Reddit needed, you know... And you can just plain as day see that it's a great, it's a great, great, you know, influence over what's happening. Armor perks aren't really doing that. So more information, yes. And then maybe stuff on screen too. You got to be careful. You don't want our, you don't want our kill feed over there getting overrun with perks and countdowns and stuff, but it would be nice. Um, Evo Tive says, do you think Ada One's mod components will become cheaper in the future? Well, they need to do one of two things, okay? They need to streamline a way to get the the currency needed because like mod components in general, it's there's not like a stream streamlined way of doing it. Also, also whenever you look at the currency, now if you're if you're not a hardcore player, I'm obviously a hardcore player. I play all day every day, okay? But my currency, your currency is going to be a microcosm of my currency, right? You're just going to be a smaller version of what I have, okay? I have 484 Black Armory schematics. I have 67 mod components. And, and, it only takes one Black Armory schematic, and it takes 10 mod components. That's like two layers of dissonance. That doesn't even make any sense. So I have almost 500 schematics but I only need one and I have almost no mod components and I need 10 right and then I need 15 like it keeps going up oh I got another surrounded spec 
So there's a dissonance there. So we need a way to either get mod components from the gunsmith, gunsmith bounties, lower the price, let us convert maybe black armory schematics into mod components or have bounties. Like this is where I said difficulty spectrum could come in. If every forge had a 600, 625, and 650 difficulty, you could grab bounties from Ada that only work in the 650 forges, and those 650 bounties could reward you with, oh, this week she's got a bounty for rampage spec, surrounded spec, dragonfly spec. And you could grab those bounties and get those mods by running all three forges at 650, and then those bounties complete. I know she sells mod components on her first page to switch, but come on, man. The price with the shards and the gunsmith mats, you're not fixing the dissonance at all. You're not fixing the dissonance. That 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 purchase option is not at all a, a rectification of what I just pointed out. Why on earth do I have so many, so many black armory schematics? 483, and then I only need one. Think about the dissonance there, bro. Even if, even if I emptied all my stores and I got as many mod components as I possibly could, in what freaking universe do I need to be able to buy 483 mods from her? What? What? 483? Now, something could happen today with the Forge. Something could happen today with Ada that those schematics suddenly become more valuable. But again, even being able to purchase the schematics... Ah, you failed! You failed. We all saw it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and you can't see, this guy tried to do a jump trick, and he he crashed his sparrow, so I'm mocking him uh, in front of the stream. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I think they need to fix that currency system or give us a way toward not a mod component, but, like, bundles of mod components, you know? Um, so. They increase the cost, one for the first time, three for the next. Right, but they also increase the cost of mod components, homie. So, like, basically you're buying one a day at the lowest cost, typically. It's it's still, even at three, even at three or one, like, I I, I have so many, because they, they come from every gun that you break down, you know? That, that currency system is whack. And I think, again, we're going right back to what I've been saying. It's a logistical mistake, because they're throwing everything they can at us. They're making what I consider to be not major, but minor logistical mistakes because they're literally just like throwing everything they can at us. They're like, dude, we'll pick up the pieces with quality of life updates. Going back to Ada, yeah, we'll fix that. Frames disappearing, yeah, we'll fix that. The weird dissonance within the Black Armory schematic currency system to buy those mods, we'll fix that later. We'll adjust those prices. But they're just like, they're just spitting content onto the game so we have things to do and there's just little logistical mistakes here and there because of that. Um, I play so much and I don't get enough gunsmith parts to buy a mod a day I hate the new mod economy I can't get dragonfly spec because of it right bounties to get the specific mods like dragonfly spec or or bounties to enable you to get that stuff would be really really nice uh, Ryle guard 59 what probably supposed to be royal guard why uh, what are the recommendation activities for new players um, I have less than a year to play uh, and I'm currently trying to reach 650 power light, and I'm a solitaire player. I don't have a clan or a squad. Well, you can't run raids, so just run everything on the plat, uh, everything on your director that has a yellow circle. So when you open up the director, yours is going to look a lot like mine because I don't really do any of the milestones. Open up your director. Everywhere you see these yellow circles, I, they're, they're all here. There's some over here at Dreaming City. There's one here at Nessus. There's one on the Traveler. There's one on IO. Just do all of them. 
do all of them and when you do that those are drops that should give you bigger jumps all the way to 600 all the time while you're doing this you should be getting prime engrams to drop more frequently and those should be dropping with bigger jumps as well so you should be able if you're doing your milestones faithfully you should be able to get to 600 not easily but it should be a whole lot faster than it used to be it used to be a pretty slow grind that's what you should do hey shiz which perks are the most noticeable effects to you the one that comes to mind is traction I've not really done much with traction I know Libra when he got it said it was amazing and he he was really singing its praises I don't really mess with traction um, it's just not it uh, to me I, I mean probably in PvP that's really nice uh, that turning radius in PvP especially if you're like sprinting towards corners with shotguns and stuff having that quick turn uh, would be I would think a, a nice thing and so I would I don't know for me reloads reload perks are always really really nice and then as I said earlier hands-on is so noticeable when I'm running knife trick or when I'm running uh, a ballistic slam TN muggle so the forge armor drops appear to be smart loot I'm getting a new piece each week wouldn't have this been a great way to drop raid gear and gamut gear save frustration to wait on a particular piece either that or again I just I don't know her 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 mod her mod not mod I'm sorry her bounty system is just so good her it's so thoughtful you know it's like I don't know I would do that with the armor too Quick and the Deadly, do you think Bungie could have forges, uh, could one day be used to upgrade our armor perks to enhance perks? Perhaps the Niobe Labs could be a way to upgrade stuff in the future. I mean, maybe, and this is pure speculation, so I, you know, th- there's no real reason to give a whole lot of thought to this. I-, I think the forges are mainly meant to chase loot, not necessarily, you know, enhance stuff, but that could be how they introduce it. T-Funk. Do you think set perks could help casuals? They might not get the god roll, but if they could get the set, it could help them, while the hardcore could still go for all the perks. It just really depends. you got to be careful with set perks. If you make set perks really influential, then you could break PvP, right? And I I always hate to push back on a good idea because of PvP, you know screw pvp to a certain extent right like i don't care if it gets imbalanced give me cool stuff to chase it's kind of my attitude some of the time um it's like i would love to be able to just get cool stuff and cool loot and a lot of the times we know that we can't because it would break it would break pvp so armor sets that would help casuals you know so they don't have to go after god rolls and those would be pretty influential roles i mean you're talking about you're talking about adding some type of a set bonus that's influential enough that somebody would feel quote-unquote helped by them. So, <clears throat> Borquin says, looking back at the year, it was obvious the players have made a statement with their opinions on a game's given uh, the state of matters. Companies seem understandably not ready for this movement. Do you think game balance statistics and other systems that balance teams that the balance teams look at if made public would make balance more efficient as well as solve the PR issue if this became an expectation would that have a positive impact on the gaming industry here's the thing no and this this is related to our discussion about frame rate being better than resolution 
a lot of the things that they would say and a lot of things that they would talk about from a development standpoint or a balancing standpoint, they don't do that a whole lot. And the reason they don't do that a whole lot is because a lot of people have zero freaking clue what it means or they misinterpret the stats. I happen to think that's one of the reasons why um, they don't... Did I miss the boss again? Okay, no. I think that's why they don't put percentages of buffs and stuff, right? Because there might be, like, hey, a 5% bonus on this gun might be significant, but 5% might sound small to the community, right? Or maybe the community runs with it, and they say, no, 5% is a huge buff, and the expectation is that it's going to be this enormous buff to the, you know, to that, to that, to that piece of gear, and then everyone gets it, and they're like, it doesn't feel any different. I thought it was going to be a huge change. So sometimes I think they don't, they don't give us the stats, and they don't give us the facts, because they don't want those passive expectations to get set and then understandably frustrated because people are like, I thought this was going to be a big buff or it is a big buff and they're like, nah, it's only 5%. It's going to be a small buff. It's not going to be good enough. And then they don't even try the, they don't even try the weapon, right? So I think there's a, there's, there's always a danger with that level of transparency. Here's what we're doing to balance. Here's what we're showing. Here's what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. They did that with the Mita, right? They did that with the Mita. That blog post about Mita usage. They were like, this is how much Mita is being used. Here's this and this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. To this day, to this day, people reference that and they say, they just are going to nerf something because everyone's using it. They did that with Mita. They have a a pretty significant misunderstanding of why they showed us those statistics. They didn't show us those statistics because they were like... We really want to establish the fact that this is being overused and we don't want weapons to be used this much. They were saying, the gun is so strong, it's just the go-to primary. And look at this, it's just outside the bell curve of usage, right? It was, it was, it was proof of their argument. It wasn't the argument. And everybody misunderstood. They were like, oh, well, too many people are using it. Don't use the gun too much. Bungie will nerf it. People say that all the time. They misunderstood that level of transparency about the Mita, big time big time misunderstood that level of, of, of argumentation from Bungie. So I don't know if, we've ever, if we if we will see that type of transparency again because I think it's just it's very, very easy for people to misinterpret and misunderstand what's being said and sometimes all it takes is a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer to say something like 10-year plan. You guys, some of you don't even know about that, right? The 10-year contract became public knowledge and a bunch of streamers at the time I wasn't a streamer, a bunch of content creators ran with the phrase 10 10-year plan and then everybody was shocked and appalled when they found out there was no 10-year plan right there's a 10-year contract but there ain't no 10-year plan they don't have the game sketched out for an entire decade who does that anyway in the history of gaming right mario espo with two months thanks for keeping your prime sub here dude a lot of people have been using their prime subs on my channel thank you for doing that those of you that have decided to use your prime subs on me i greatly appreciate it so the I I don't part of me is like yeah sure it'd be good for the industry for people to get educated and for people to get the information they need it'd be great for the industry to educate people about why frame rate is better than resolution because experientially you know it has more of an experiential effect on your your when you play the dadgum game right if you put a hundred people in a room and you let them play at 1080 60 or 4K 30 30 frames per second 4K I guarantee you everybody would be like the, the this this was better and they'd all point at the 1080 60. 
They wouldn't know why. You could educate them on why frame rate adds for, you know, an increased fluidity and then the, you know, the the, the high fidelity graphics look better and 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 are just feel smoother. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things where could they could they educate the community about balance? Could they educate the community about patching? I mean, listen, there was a leak, a Kotaku article long time ago in a leak about what happened to D1 prior to launch. One of the things contained in that article is the fact that Bungie employees have made it clear it is difficult to create things quickly. It's difficult to create content quickly. There was another leak that indicated they came to Activision with the idea of the Eververse to subsidize the content. They couldn't make content quick enough, right? That's what kind of led them to drip feed. They couldn't make the content quick enough, okay? These are all leaks, by the way. Bungie doesn't come out and do a stream and say, Hey, guys, our job's really hard, so give us a break, okay? We're trying our best, and we're trying to create as much content as we can. They didn't do that. These were leaks. It doesn't matter. That transparency, that information coming out, you'll hear people say, Oh, Bungie just makes excuses. Oh, it's just too hard to make content. They just make excuses about why they can't make content fast. And it's like... They've never done that at all. Internally, it's been leaked that they're like, yeah, the dev tools in the Tiger engine are cumbersome, right? The the, the engine's old, the dev tools are outdated, and we can't make and create worlds and edit worlds in in, in quick succession. It's not something that's that's, uh, a part of the identity of the game right now, the engine, right? It just isn't an agile game. It ain't like Fortnite, you know? It doesn't matter. That level of transparency creates cynicism and ridicule and annoyance in the community. They're like, oh, it's just Bungie making excuses, right? It's too hard to make content, you know? That's that's what people's attitude ends up being. So why not both 4K and 60? It's too hard. It's too hard for standardized, cheap equipment like what we have on our consoles for that to output high-fidelity graphics at 60 FPS. It's just too difficult. The graphics and expectations that people have come to expect with realism, textures, the rendering, how everything looks and feels is, is, is way, way up. And if you want that to run quick and fast, it just isn't, they're not strong enough systems right now. So that's, that's not something that's going to change anytime soon. So that, that's just an example though, right? People stress 4K. People stress resolution. Why? They've been trained to think that's the most important thing, even though it's even though it's basically incorrect. Like from an actual, you can probably even argue. I don't know if you can argue this, but you might be able to argue factually from math that increased frame rate is is more influential over your experience. The way your brain receives information, the way your eyes receive information. 60 FPS is superior for your experience. You might be able to make like an actual scientific argument. I don't know. I'm I'm hypothesizing here. I'm not saying you can, but like in- <laughs> increased res with 30 doesn't look good. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look smooth. 30 looks like trash if you get used to 60. That's why people always come in. They're like, why does your game look and run so smooth? Uh, because it's running at a high frame rate, you know? It's just, it's just the nature of it. Like, I could lower this. I could lower this to 1080-60 and then up it to its... It, I'm not running 4K, but I could up it to the highest resolution my system can do and cap it at 30, and you'd be like, ugh. You'd be like, yeah, that 1080-60 wasn't bad. You'd be like, 1080-60 wasn't bad at all. It looked nice. And then I'd run it at the highest resolution 30, and you'd be like, that's disgusting. 
right? We could do it as an experiment one day, like let people see what they're really what they're really missing out on by stressing over resolution. Uh, Borkwin, Destiny two perks uh, and mounted pet machine guns. Thoughts, examples. Oh, stop it. Uh, Avon, don't ask questions like that, Borkwinner. We'll just we'll just time you out when you're here. Don't ask disingenuous questions, or I will have you banned whenever we do Q and A. Like seriously, if you hijack it and mistreat it, you lose the privilege. It's a privilege, not a right. Okay. Uh, Avon J eighty six says, I've noticed uh, Destiny content creators seem to have plans to shift coverage to Anthem at least for a while. What's your plan? I can see how doing this could increase followership, um, but I think there's a potentially bigger opportunity to stay focused on Destiny while others migrate and provide a place for people who stick with Destiny. What's your plan? Love the coverage. Thank you. Um, My plan is to, just going forward with my content in general, is to do segmented content. And the morning show, the morning Destiny show discussion Q&A is like the foundation of the channel. It's where we kind of start and then we end up in in other places, okay? And that's going to be the foundation of the content. So we will continue doing what we're doing right now. However, I've made it very clear that in the afternoons, I pivot to other things, right? I pivot to... Fortnite with Leopard. HBJ does Fortnite. Pivoting to Anthem and Division 2 will work really, really well with SNTR Presents because what we'll do is we could play Anthem for a little bit, follow the same pattern, right? Play Anthem for a little bit, talk, jive after we switch, and then do... And then we could do a SNTR Presents about Anthem. Today we're going to be talking about Anthem and the loot grind. We're going to talk about this new weapon they introduced. We're going to talk about this patch or this update. I'm going to give you my first impressions of Anthem. I'm going to give you a review of Anthem. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the Javelin. I'm going to give you my thoughts on this, right? Followed by Q&A. So that way, when you come to my channel and I'm streaming Anthem or Division, I'm still delivering the same idea on value. It's a hub for content, right? People have responded very well. They like SNTR Presents. They like having a place to discuss Destiny. They like having a place to discuss, you know, Destiny content, submit questions, etc. They, they enjoy that. That's something that they like doing. And I think people will naturally gravitate towards similar content in Anthem and Division. You can watch anybody play Anthem and Division. You can. I, I, I can offer my banter. I can offer you my interaction. I can offer you my back and forth. But if I offer you SNTR Presents, I'm giving you a hub. I'm giving you content. I'm giving you value for your time. I want you to feel like if I watch Lono play Destiny, Anthem, Division 2, whatever, I'm getting something for my time. Q&A, SNTR Presents, or at the very least, just trying to be very interactive and talking to you guys. Like, that's something that I I really try to have as, like, a central piece, a centerpiece of the content. And so, I would would think that that is going to be my strategy going forward. So, um... Anthem's going to be a bus, looks clunky and slow. I've been hearing everybody saying they're really excited about it. The people that played it say they really enjoyed it, so... I don't think it's going to appeal to a broad audience. I, I've continued to say I think it's going to be a good game appealing to a niche audience. I don't think it's going to appeal to a broad audience, which will hurt the game in the long run because they're marketing it to basically everybody. They want that broad audience that Bungie got with Destiny. <clears throat> 
Drift Juice. Given the rarity and cost of mods and mod components, shouldn't we be allowed to remove them from weapons and armor? That would be a good change. Uh, you know, just having to dismantle something to get the mod out of it. I mean, you can at least get it back. But yeah, dismantling can sometimes be pretty painful, especially when you're like, this gun or this armor is not terrible. I may want to use it later. You know, I'd like to try this this other gun or this other piece of armor out. You know, being able to pull it out would be giggity. Being able to pull it out would be nice uh, of the pull the mod out of, out of the gun, 100%. Uh, the muffin muffin aside says any guessing on which exotic we'll get from the mystery box. I think it's the sniper, personally. I think it's the sniper, and then maybe they rotate it. Maybe the maybe the mystery box is something that rotates as a quest. You know how they rotate Shatter Throne and other things. And maybe once it's one time it's the sniper, and maybe another time it's the uh, it's the fusion. You know. Quick and deadly. Do you think Bungie made a mistake waiting an extra week after Christmas to release Niobe Labs? This week also happens to be full curse week. I think they released Niobe Labs on Jan 1st. It would have been perfect timing. Too speculative. We don't know why it's launching this week. Maybe it's it's launching full curse because they want people to be able to do Shattered Throne. Maybe what you're saying is tied into the fact that if people don't get the rare bounty, they can't do Shattered Throne. That would have given people an extra week to try. Um, like, hey... You know the next the next piece of this is you gotta you gotta do shattered throne so get that bounty you know get that bounty done guardian um, maybe that's why you're asking this I, again it's just too speculative of a question uh, Kaiokan is there a way to farm the avalanche pretty jealous of yours and that wardens well thank you uh, the best way to farm for avalanche is over sorry uh, baking cookies and turning them into the NPCs was where I got m- pretty much. I don't know if it drops anywhere else. I think that was the only way to get the avalanche. Now it may just get pushed into the the loot pool in general, but I don't I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I don't know if you're going to be able to just get the avalanche uh, in the future. It, it 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 could it could be it could be a um, oh we need to return to Ada. Shoot. Um, we're kind of wasting our time right now. Dude, it's 10 minutes to reset. I'm going to return to Ada, or we're not going to have time to get this last forge done. Sorry to pull us out of here, boys. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Tomster, what do you think they mean by calling Niobe Labs an event? Um, it's an event. It's something that's going to happen and then be done with. Like, Niobe Labs isn't going to be something that we continually do. Niobe Labs is an event that opens the Final Forge. Now, the Final Forge could be called Niobe Labs. I don't know, but it's just... It's 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 not going to be something that is per, uh, procedural. Like, oh, it's always here all the time. Now, it could be, in their mind, an event the same way... I don't know if they considered Shattered Throne an event. But when they say it's an event that unlocks the Final Forge, then its purpose is served once the Final Forge is open. That's right, the Final Forge is the Burgusian Forge. The Burgusian Forge. Yeah, so... If it's an event that unlocks the Final Forge, then it, its purpose is served once you've unlocked the Final Forge. I don't know if it's communally unlocked or what, but... Uh, Beast and Thug says, What is what is better on a Blasphemous for PvE, Kill Clip or Rampage? Rampage is just, in my opinion, this is opinion here, some people disagree with this, I think there's math behind me and in agreement with what I'm about to say. Rampage is better built for PvE because maintaining it, especially with Rampage spec, is a lot easier and it's more suited for the flow of ads. Kill Clip cannot be refreshed. Rampage can. There's like not a cooldown on Rampage. Rampage goes away but always comes back. Um, 
So Rampage is just better built for the rhythm of PvE, especially now that they've added Rampage back. So Kill Clip is better built for the rhythm of PvP, right? You get a kill, you go and hide, you reload, you re-enter with a damage buff, right? Rampage isn't going to proc enough to three in PvP to be as viable, right? Because Kill Clip is stronger than Rampage times two. So Rampage becomes superior once you get to times three. So the fact that you can always refresh Rampage, keep it going, and it's easier to keep it going now with Rampage spec. Rampage wins in PvE, in my opinion. It just, it's just better because of that. Uh, Akron Maverick with two months. Forgot to resub two months ago. Thank you so much, uh, Akron Maverick. Rain the Dark with $5. Been watching your content on YouTube. This is my first time seeing your stream. I don't have much, but I really love your passion and your ideas. Been playing since D1 Vanilla. Did all the raids. Keep it up, my dude. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the five spot and for the compliment. Um, Nude Honey Badger, oh no, says, do you feel like these content drops should have vendor armor refreshes? Yeah, I did, uh, my video that just went live today on YouTube is about year one NPCs. I think all that stuff should be getting refreshed and coming forward with the year two treatment. Now, the reason I think that, I've changed my position. People are like, well, you originally said leave it all behind. I thought they were going to get refreshes. I thought Devrim was going to get new guns and armor. I thought all the plants were going to get new stuff. Even if the new stuff was like marginally different in appearance, that's what I thought was going to happen, and it didn't. So since that didn't happen, it's like, well, bring it all forward then. And then give Devrim K a weekly bounty for a gun and a piece of armor so I could slowly work on getting a full armor set from the planet that I think looks the coolest with the perks that I like, and then I could grind for a god roll on you know, the old-fashioned, or I could grind for a god roll on, I don't know, the Manana Nan, put the Manana Nan on Nessus or something, things like that, you know, obviously scouts still need help, but the Manana Nan could be a killer of a weapon, I apologize for the noise, my kids are back, uh, and they're playing with toys or something above me, I don't have a proper office yet, still doing the whole basement thing beneath wood floors, which makes for great, great, crazy, random, ambient sounds. Uh, next question from Bowersock says, uh, what do you think we may see today or be told during the offering uh, and going to visit uh, Mara? I don't know. I don't know. You guys are asking me to make predictions. I have zero way of predicting this, man. I I don't know. I mean, Mara's going to be juggling back and forth with Aldrin and they're going to be laughing and and eating birthday cake. I I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to be doing. There's no way to speculate. You know, continuing the story with Mara would be nice, but I don't have a guess. How could I guess? I, who was gonna guess that a freaking ghost was gonna res Aldrin? I couldn't. I couldn't have guessed that. You know, I couldn't have guessed that. Vicious spell. Do you think pinnacle weapons or rewards could be a new tier item called mythical between legendary and exotic, similar to exotics? Um, Graviton lance isn't exotic. It's mythical, and we could use it with our exotic weapons. Right, you're basically taking my idea and giving it a name. I said, I really feel like they could take some of the exotics and just turn them into pinnacle legendaries. Like, Graviton Lance is the perfect example. I just don't think you could ever make Graviton Lance strong enough to warrant being used as an exotic. I I don't think you can. Like, I genuinely feel like the way that that gun works, it just, it makes better sense as being a legendary. Now... Now, think about this. The reason those guns were built and the way that they were built, they were built during the era of double primary. So they're understandably penned in when you get to the new system that we have now. 
being able to just run a shotgun, even a decent fusion in the secondary slot alongside of a primary, it just really makes it hard to ever justify using something like the Graviton Lance. If the Graviton Lance was a legendary, or in this case, you're saying it's a pinnacle in its own right, but it, and it's called mythical, you know, they could do that. They could say, these are weapons of old. They've, 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 they've been outclassed with time. They've now been reclassified as mythical. And that allows you to use them alongside of other exotics. I don't know if that's going to break anything personally. We need to go as fast as we possibly can. So we don't mess up our frames for the week on this character. That would be very, very disappointing. So we need to be killing and throwing the orbs as fast as we can. We have four minutes to complete this. Um, so I'm going as fast as I can, and we will be cutting the Q&A very, very abruptly when we get to uh, when we get to the, the the reset, so we can focus on whatever's going on for Niobe Labs. We need to really, really rush here. We are up against the wall. I should have been paying attention. I shouldn't have backed out. I should have just went to the tower. I, it, we 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 definitely lost some time there in orbit going back to Ada. Um, Wraith Resurgent. What if Master Working Armor changed the perks of the armor and made them enhanced? This is essentially getting at the idea that we've already outlined with using enhancement cores to enhance enhance a, a perk, right? You're enhancing the perk and you're using enhancement cores. Like, this is the same idea. Now, you're saying, what if Master Working it did that? I mean, yeah, and then, you know, then it would make sense. Like, why are you Master Working your armor? Well, it turns all these perks to enhance. Now, I don't know what enhanced momentum transfer would look like this again goes hand in hand with what i said about how you need to know how much the perk is doing you need to know like is the perk adding that much is it doing that much is it it, it, like what's the percentage value what's the what what's the timer like those are things that would be really really helpful because then if you change it to enhanced you'd be able to measure the benefit and say oh wow you know, this is well worth it. Look at the difference I'm getting here. Look how fast I'm getting my grenades back as compared. Like, instead of having to go to Reddit and read some guy's write-up about what he tried and and the tests that he got, it would just be information in the game. I don't know if we're going to make it. We got three minutes, dude. We have got to hustle. Uh, This is going to be right up against the wire. It's going to be right up against the wire. If we melt the boss, we should be fine. We should be able to get it done in the next two minutes. Uh, this is going to be a close one, though. We're only halfway on uh, on the orbs, um, so we need to we need to get to throwing, get to throwing, and get to moving. This is going to be a this is going to be a close one, chat. This is going to be a close one. Um, frick, and then I died. Uh, fabricated tension. It's not fabricated tension. If I don't get this done before reset, then I get I don't I, I lose. It messes your frames up. It 100% messes your frames up. Um, so we now have, we're going to, we're going to be down to a minute. We're going to be down to a minute. Whenever he finally comes out, this is going to be a close one. Uh, be honest, Lono one hour from now, uh, less considering if these make the cut, will you be surprised? Uh, if 300 forge grinds later, the content trickles down patch, perhaps been better for the game than traditional DLC release. There's no way to know. I mean, there's just no way to know what's better. We got traditional DLC releases. We did. And it didn't work. It didn't work, man. Like the the, the traditional DLC releases did not work. Uh, this is gonna be this is literally gonna be super super close, super super close. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to jack my frames up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on out, big boy. Come on, we got this. We got this. Twenty seconds. We can do this. We can do this. 
We gotta get rid of the things. Get rid of the things. He's not taking damage yet. He's taking damage. Go! Geomags, please! It's not noon yet, guys. It's not noon yet. We got this. Melt him. Come on. It's not noon yet. We need the weapon to spawn on the ground. He's dead. Go, 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 go. Pick up the weapon. Pick up the weapon. Yeah, baby. 11.59. <laughs> if you're listening to this on iTunes, I apologize all the way down to the wire, dude. Right before noon. Right before noon. I think we did it. I think we did it. I'm going to cut this so we can focus on the update for Niobe Labs. I'll try and push through the questions if possible. I'll try and push through the questions if possible later. As always, I appreciate you listening to and watching all my content. I'm probably live right now while you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, and the like. So come on in to the channel and watch me live. Twitch.tv slash CinderAge. If you're here live right now, stick around. We're going to investigate Niobe Labs. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to do an outro for the podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys watching and listening to all of my content, please like, share, and subscribe.